Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Uh, today I have a special guest again. Scott Roeder has returned. He's the crime scene reconstruction expert uh, from Ohio. Uh, he uh, he has his own business there, and he's uh, he's he, he's worked with Ross Coltart. He, he appears in court and testifies with regards to uh, reconstructing crime scenes uh, as part of evidence. Uh, how, how you doing, Scott? We're here to talk about uh, a lot of different things today. Yeah, pretty good, Jim. How are you? Thanks for having me back. Oh, thanks for coming back. Uh, so I guess uh, I guess we're gonna get right down to business here. Uh, just over the weekend on Sunday night, you were on a on a show. Uh, it's uh, on uh, YouTube called "Surviving the Survivor," yeah. and uh, you were uh, one of the guests, one of the other people that was was on that show. One of the other uh, guests on that show, including yourself, uh, ex other than yourself, rather, it was uh, debunker Michael Shermer, yeah. and. Uh, and he basically doesn't believe anything with regard to the, uh, obviously, to the Vegas alien or anything else. This guy's been debunking this whole phenomenon for he's over something. 30 years. Yeah, he's something else. And uh, <laughs> uh, you actually today, uh, and I'm going to let people know, uh, Scott has uh, made it. He has his own podcast and, and YouTube channel, and he's uploaded a video where he addresses this uh, on. And I will leave the links. You'll you'll find the links in the description below where he talks about this and the and the. His uh, Spotify podcast is called uh, Crime Scene Time Machine, and he has a new episode on there with regard to what happened with Michael Shermer. It's called uh, What is a Professional Skeptic? And you can also find uh, he has a video version that you'll find on YouTube, and the link will be included there. That's for your YouTube channel, The Evidence Room, uh, for the same episode, except that one has video. So I'll leave the links for both of those where you talk about this and your, and your thoughts uh, in those yep. In that podcast with regard to Michael Shermer and uh, how he approaches this whole phenomenon and basically how he's disingenuous and all those kind of things. Yeah. The blood of the bunkers are like him. He's yeah. he's basically the uh, probably the lead. He's probably the, the father figure in, in the debunker world now because he's <laughs> he's he's older now. He's been doing this for over 30 years. Like yeah. so he's seems like uh, people like other people like Mick West have haven't been really doing it as, as long as he has. Uh, uh, it doesn't seem uh, Mick West was a video game programmer. And there's other debunkers too. Like uh, the guy from the New York post, Stephen Greenstreet. that guy's awful. Um, the things that he says about uh, people in this field. Um, but I guess we should talk about this. What's your thoughts on these debunkers and Michael in your experience the other day on surviving the survivors? <laughs> well, I mean, the first thing I want to say is I, I feel like Mr. Sherman was a little bit out of his depth, uh, a little bit out of his, qualifications uh, when talking to people in the true crime space. Right. So I, I'm not a professional YouTube uh, guy or UFO guy or UAP guy, whatever, you know, listen, I got into it because of just a general consumer interest. Right. And then I was a big fan of your show. Uh, I was following the Las Vegas alien uh, encounter uh, show uh, or uh, in you know situation, and then I broke down that one video for you on a previous episode, right? And so I shared that with my friends over at Surviving the Survivor. I've been on that show, I don't know, dozens of times. Uh, matter of fact, I have a one-hour special coming out uh, where you know I talk a for an hour about the Oscar Pistorius case, you know? And uh, anyway, so I'm very familiar with those guys, great people, all that. And uh, so they wanted to do an episode on UFOs, particularly the alien encounter, alleged alien encounter in Las Vegas. And uh, so I supplied them with a video that I shared with you and done our show about. And uh, so they teamed me up with uh, 
Uh, Michael Shermer, who I'd never heard of before of this episode. He's not in the true crime space, so I had no idea who this guy was. Um, and then uh, an attorney by the name of Paige Fox. And then uh, an independent filmmaker who just made a film called Accidental Truth, which I watched last night. Pretty good. Uh, and if you're a consumer of, you know, the UFO uh, kind of uh, history, uh, uh, you know, the first half of it, you kind of know most of it. The second half, I think he comes up with some interesting things. He has some really interesting interviews with uh, Dr. Gary Nolan and some other uh, intriguing uh, people uh, with some, I think, some new insightful information. Um, in any event, as we were going across, uh, introducing ourselves, uh, you know, I people, I think the, the beginning of it was uh, more of, hey, how did you get into UFOs? It's a true crime show. Uh, and so when it was my turn to talk, I said, um, oh, you know, the Kennedy assassination kind of led me down the rabbit hole toward UFOs. And that's how I became, you know, more of a, a, a fan, you know, kind of a consumer of the UFO uh, information that's out there. Um, and uh, I made a statement that John F. Kennedy was clearly assassinated by a conspiracy involving multiple gunmen, uh, most likely motivated by uh, the CIA and complex issues, therefore. Uh, and well, one of the other reasons I thought, you know, and I put out an episode about Marilyn Monroe recently, where I believe that Marilyn Monroe was also assassinated uh, because of information related to UFOs that John F. Kennedy was a little loose-lipped about. Anyway, he interrupted me and immediately put his entire <coughs> reputation behind the Warren Commission version of the assassination of John F. Kennedy, uh, implying that uh, Lee Harvey Oswald was the lone gunman, and that was a fact. Um, any serious person who's ever investigated the John F. Kennedy assassination knows that uh, Lee Harvey Oswald uh, was not a lone gunman, and uh, it was definitely a conspiracy. I mean, it's common knowledge in the legal and scientific world, uh, at least uh, criminal forensics, uh, that, you know, there was not a lone gunman. I've personally in, uh, conducted uh, experimentations. I've interviewed uh, uh, Dr. Cyril Weck, who is the world's most renowned expert on uh, history with regard to the uh, John F. Kennedy assassination. He's a forensic pathologist. He's a lawyer. He's a scientist. You know, listen, the Kennedy brain is missing from the National Archives. That's all you need to know about uh, the Warren Commission and the accuracy of the um, uh, that Lee Harvey Oswald was a lone shooter. Uh, so, you know, it, it was really on that basis that I kind of kind of hooked horns with uh, Mr. Shermer for the first time. Uh, and, and of course, uh, <clears throat> he just he gives no credence basically to uh, uh, to this extraterrestrial, the Vegas uh, extraterrestrial story. Now, even you yourself, I mean, when you're talking about this, you don't know what it is. You're just saying, oh. uh, you know, you believe that uh, there's something there. Those people actually saw something, but yeah. you're not sure. You can't say 100 percent what it is. It's just that it no. does corroborate with what they're saying. Yeah. They were legitimately afraid. Yeah. And uh, so that's what that's all you're trying to. Speak. Well, I mean, I think the thing that I was trying to talk about was, you know, this kid Angel was receiving so much negative um, press from uh, his 911 call. Uh, you know, I felt like somebody needed to stand up for this kid. You know, it's a young kid. You know, it's an immigrant family. Uh, you know, half the family doesn't speak English. They're not going to thrust themselves into the spotlight for, you know, uh, something that was fake. This was clearly not a hoax. Um, 
you know, and we broke down that video. And I believe that I was able to demonstrate that there's clearly something in that video. And we're looking at it now. Uh, and then through my augmentation, you see it moving on from right to left when their heads separate uh, on the screen. And especially when we go to that 50 poppy version of the, you know, where I have uh, now uh, should be available now on my YouTube channel, uh, Evidence Room channel on YouTube. It's called the Shermer Effect, uh, where I literally for almost 30 minutes, I put some John F. Kennedy footage in there, but for probably 20 minutes, I take that one second footage and I loop it back to back to back for 20 minutes. You can't miss it. Go to the, U the Evidence Room YouTube channel and you'll see that the Shermer Effect video. Um, it's 33 minutes and 12 seconds long. It's my entire podcast that I just put out today in response to this very disingenuous, really, frankly, amateurish Bush League response to what I thought was going to be a conversation uh, of some kind of, uh, you know, intellectual honesty. But, you know, I guess that's not how these guys play ball. No, uh, no, there is a lot of this uh, dishonesty and disingenuousness that's going on here with these people. And I'm going to show Holy. some examples of that. Actually, I just want to we're looking at this video here. I mean, it's right. pretty clear that obviously there's something moving in there between right. the heads. Between at that the one. heads. Yeah, I mean, this is this is what I was trying to get at the whole time. When you look at it on a loop, this is one point two seconds looped together. Right. And this is real time. One point two seconds looped together. And you can see as their heads separate, there's a circle, two circles. And it's moving from right to left. And yeah. that's what these people are responding to. And this is a point that I made on Surviving the Survivor, which I hadn't made this point before. But but here's what I'll make it to you, Jim. You tell me what you think. Um, so we have a father, 35 to 45 years old. We've got two teenage kids. They have holsters. They have weapons. Okay. They're going into their own property. If this was some joker messing around, they'd be dead. They'd be filled with bullets, hollow tip, nine millimeter bullets. If somebody comes into my backyard at four o'clock in the morning or two o'clock in the morning and is messing around, they're dead. Okay. Yeah. We are armed. This is Ohio. That is Nevada. You don't come onto people's property in the Midwest or over there in the desert and not risk the chances that you might get hurt. It, you just don't do that. Okay. These kids are armed. If this was some, if this was just some guy messing around, they'd be dead. But these people felt some kind of a shock that made them freeze, back up, give me the opportunity to capture whatever that was that was moving, and then they got out of there, and they got out of there quick. So yeah. to me, I feel like that's convincing corroboratory evidence to their. Ver I'm not saying I, I think it's aliens. I don't know. But what I'm saying is Angel thinks it's aliens. He thought it was an eight to 10 foot uh, glowing eyed, giant mouth, non-human intelligence. And I'm saying I captured something that kind of looks like that on that footage. So Angel is not hoaxing this. The Las Vegas Police Department is not hoaxing this. The only one hoaxing this is Michael Shermer and other disingenuous so-called debunkers that I think possibly, I don't know. Listen, listen, I'm not a player in this business. I know what I know. You know, I can make pancakes. I can reconstruct murders. And I, you know, used to be good at baseball. You know, that's what I know. Okay. I'm not into this world, you know, but, but what I can tell you is very disingenuous, very dishonest 
deliberate, intentional misdirection, misinformation, uh, and potentially character assassination that this guy is planning to engage in. And I think it's you know, pretty disappointing. Well, here here is a, a tweet from 18 hours ago from Michael Shermer. This was obviously after the after that interview was over. And he writes uh, on a UAP podcast, Scott Roeder, founder of the Evidence Room, and quote, he has to put this part in quotes, like trying to uh, demean you. This is this is how they work. He puts it in quotes and quote an internationally recognized evidence specialist end quote told me this could be aliens. If this is what passes as evidence of aliens, then pigs can fly. Okay, that sounds. Isn't that a quote from like uh, Mel's Diner back in the day? So I, let me recapitulate a response to Michael Shermer. Hey, kiss my grits, bro. Kiss my grits. Well, then Come it gets on. it gets funnier Come though. So, but, what, what are you in twelfth grade, Shermer? Well, not only that, but then but then he he puts out another tweet and he says, "This is the Las Vegas quote alien end quote sighting late April 2023 reported the same week as the David Grush UFO whistleblower story." Reuters reports it's fake, uh, and he has a quote here from Reuters saying, "The visuals in this video have been created digital digitally, and the audio comes from a news report about aliens." And then when you click on this link, right. Uh, it takes it's you a to a different video. It's a yeah. It takes it's you to a different. It takes you to some some video yeah. that's has nothing to do with uh, what we're talking about here. Not it was a totally. Video. It was a totally different. Totally obviously CGI alien. Right, right, right. That somebody like put out the full version of clearly an animated alien. Like you know that yeah. somebody made some long. I don't know what it was part of. But I think you and I even talked about. It. You asked me, but what do you think about that? I'm like, ah, that's bullshit. We're not gonna talk about that. Right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he is. And I even talked about that on Surviving the Survivor. I'm like, listen. There is campaigns to conflate clearly bullshit. Excuse me, I apologize. No, that's with right. things that are legitimate. And that's exactly what he did. You know, I even called him on the phone. I'm like, you're a disingenuous blank. Give me right. a call. Love you. Bye. You know, <laughs> come on. Yeah, so he so he so he does that. And there's and then he he was actually during that program that you're on on Sunday, there was uh something else that uh he was talking about the Grush stuff, and I'm going to just play a comment that he said yeah. during this uh, during that show, which I thought I found was uh, uh, it actually is very revealing in a way. And um, yeah. we're gonna I'm just gonna play this uh, comment. I'm trying to smile. I had dental surgery yesterday, and I'm so swollen. Okay, well here's here's it what he hurts. was saying. Okay, even the Grush story and Marco Rubio and Michael Schellenberger. I have no doubt that they're telling the truth, that the people, they really did talk to these people. And these people really did say, boy, I saw something or I touched something that was really unusual, off-world technology I've never seen. That's entirely possible. And it still be terrestrial. It could be an experimental aircraft of some kind. It could be composite materials that DARPA is working with. You know, DARPA is doing stuff that's decades ahead of uh, any kind of normal science and technology. Michael, explain DARPA. Okay, I'm just going to stop there. That's that, that. That's the part. I just wanted to By get the way, that. He part didn't out. know what DARPA stood for. Well, he, <laughs> well, like, well, yeah, well, yeah, well. That's that's beside the point here with what we're talking about right now because yeah. he said you heard what he said there. He said that well, Grush really talked to these people, right? And, and blah blah blah. And he, we we, but it could turn out that it's terrestrial. But he gave Grush some credit, like he yeah. he, he believed him, right? But that doesn't jibe with what he just said a few days earlier. And I'm going to present this. There was a a, a Twitter a tweet that he put out on Twitter and uh, uh, this was on, let's see, I think it was, might have been, let me see that uh, just recently. This was on June 11th. Oh yeah. Okay. He says here, 
In my opinion, after 30 years of studying pseudoscience, cults, cons, and conspiracies, I would have to rank David Grush in the top 10 of all-time BSers. This was a master class in bunkum, blather, and codswallop. If you hang your UFO hat on this guy, you're going to be disappointed. So, I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. What a maroon. Can I, uh, can I do a Bugs Bunny? What a maroon. Yeah. Well, what I mean, there you go. I mean, I, he said, he, you, then he said something different on, on that podcast. I mean, that was two yeah. different things he's saying. Yeah, listen, so, I presented him with my process uh, of how I analyze the video, what video I analyze, so on and so forth. And then uh, the host, Joel Walderman, uh, said, Mr. Shermer, please comment on Mr. Roeder's process. What do you think about it? He's like, it's perfect. It's a great process. I have no problem with it. Uh, it could be aliens. It could be a guy in a mask. Uh, that's what that was an exact quote. Go back, everybody. Look at that show. This guy's so disingenuous. You know, it's it, it makes me just kind of giggle a little bit because you know, listen, it is serious people about serious matters. You know, and and for this guy to be taken seriously about subject matters that he doesn't have any idea about. No. He's just regurgitating some script somebody's given him. You know, I, I don't well, know. Well, we were talking uh, before we before we before we started the show here, we were on the phone and we were talking a little bit about skeptics. Yeah. And uh, you're wondering, you have no idea. Like, how are these guys making a living? <laughs> like, you know, how, right. who's giving them money? Like, how yeah. are they? What do you I, do I, a paycheck to afford that $10 million home in Santa Barbara? Like, wh wh how many copies of skeptic magazine are you selling bro well i i my my only the only thing i could come up with is i think that there has to be a, a number of people out there who just don't like this idea and so that's where skeptics come in debunkers come into play because they oh they they, they could cash in on this and just say okay i'll just tell them this and that and then then they won't worry there's people out there that need to be reassured i believe that there's nothing to ufos and aliens yeah, and, and all that stuff and maybe maybe he's serving a purpose for that you know yeah no, but, that's, but if that's your purpose at least be honest in, 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 in any kind of presentation, but to deliberately conflate uh, a bogus video with uh, that's unrelated to the actual subject that's under discussion, that's disingenuous. He would get his ass kicked out of the courtroom faster than I could spit from here to my basketball hoop, okay? This guy has zero credibility. If you ask me, he's a professional, you know, truth debunker. I don't know what he is. I, I can't tell. You. Maybe he's a good guy. I don't know. I don't know the guy. Well, it seems like he has other right. When, he, when you hear him talking about other issues, like I don't see, I, I, like, you know, sometimes it might be things you disagree with, or maybe there's some things you disagree with. But it's, yeah. but when it comes to this subject, it seems like him, along with a lot of other other people, yeah. they actually end up resorting eventually, no matter what. It always right. seems that they always ends in character assassination. That's where the, you know, that's it finally, when, once they have nothing in it, or they get upset, yeah. or they, they have nowhere else to go, then they'll start attacking the character. For instance, like Shermer, I just talked about. Uh, in a recent podcast where he was talking about Whitley Strieber. Oh, well, Whitley Strieber, uh, he's, he was a fiction writer writing horror stories and ghost stories. And then all now he's writing uh, about his alien abduction and we're supposed to believe him. He didn't say it in those words, but that's yeah. what he was doing. Yeah. It's basically a, a, a version of character assassination. He's I had a, a drive by. He's a drive by. Yeah. Host, yeah right? And you see this, yeah, so you but, see it with everything. Yeah. You see, but that's the thing, right? You see, that's why I like, you know, podcasts like Joe Rogan, and Bill Burr and other like Theo Vaughn, these guys, because they'll do a three hour show. 
Yeah. Have an actual Lex Friedman. You do a three-hour show. Have an actual conversation uh, where you you talk in depth about what you know. You get to demonstrate the veracity of your intellect on a particular subject. But but that's not what he wants to do. You know, he wants to just run by and throw a jab and keep running. And, and you know, he's not frankly even worth my time. But. You know, I think it's important that people see. Here's what I, the only thing that bothers me about them is that the fact that they're they're on Twitter all the time and they'll say these things. And then there's a lot yeah. of people. You read the the comments underneath. It seems like right. there's a lot of people. Oh, yeah, thanks so a lot for letting me know that. Now, now I don't have nothing to worry about. Well, how many views did that have? Oh yeah, let's look at that. I mean, that was that was an interesting thing. That comment that he right. had uh, with regard to um, yeah. Okay, this was interesting. I thought the. Uh, he put out that comment regarding the Las Vegas alien and the Reuters article. And it had, uh, it had 39 or 36,000 point, 36.9 thousand views, but oh, only 50, only, yeah, but only how many 50 people liked it. 50, 50, out of 50 how many 36.9 thousand. I guess that tips the odds in my favor, Mr. Trevor. <laughs> so you have that. Yeah. So thank you for that. Thank you, bro. Thanks for that gift. All right, uh, I wanted to talk about a couple other things here uh, sure. with you. While uh, this is, of course, I, I I don't think you're. I I did a podcast yesterday where I had uh, talked to, or it, actually, I recently there was a guy who called me up who was, uh, uh, he's retired Air Force, and mm -hmm. he said that there he claims that there's a a program that he was uh, uh, was that he uh, was in, involved in where they remove alien implants from oh, uh, new recruits. Yeah. And I never, I never even heard anything like that before. Now this guy was talking to me about, uh, I guess it was about two and a half, three weeks ago. And then, uh, then I talked to him on the phone uh, for, for further corroboration you know, to, to go over what the email was trying to say. And uh, and he actually contacted me again today. Uh, with I did that was the first time I heard from it's him. It's interesting before. because you know, Gary, Dr. Gary Nolan um, has, I think, he has a history of, from Stanford in uh, Southern California, he has a history of removing those alien implants from, uh, from victims. I know Dr. John. Gary Lowen. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't was know that maybe, maybe it was. No, him. you're thinking about the late Roger, Dr. Roger Lear, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But I do know that Dr. John Mack uh, from Harvard now deceased uh, wrote about that in his many books on abductees, that there was, legitimate evidence that there was some kind of an implant on these abductees. I have no idea. I've never had an alien experience, but I mean, it sounds like, you know, there's enough evidence out there to be, to have reasonable suspicion to dig deeper. Well, I, the thing about it was, was when I, like when I first heard it, I thought, wow, this is crazy. I, and I didn't, I, but then I, I started thinking, it took me a few days and I'm thinking it through. I was like, well, actually it makes sense. I mean, if you, I, I believe in alien abductions. I, I don't, I think it's a real phenomenon. I know, yeah. I mean, just from my own experience, now, I don't know if I was ever abducted, but I know when I was a kid, there was something in the room that was not human. Right. So right. I know that much. And yeah. I hear all these other stories. You hear, they read the books, John Mack, uh, uh, da uh, David M. Jacobs, those kind of things, alien abductions, implants. Uh, yeah. you, you, you see the stuff with Dr. Roger Lear. There was that movie that Jim Jeremy Corbell came out with a few years back called you know, Patient I, 17. You know, uh, Jim, just to let you know, I actually interviewed a guy who was advocating for a book called The Theoloba Prophecy. It's back in the Crime Scene Time Machine catalog, maybe four, five, six months ago, something like that. Um, really interesting guy, interesting story uh, called The Theoloba Prophecy. And um, this guy, you know, hey, this is guy, he said he knows, right? So I just wanted to give him the opportunity to talk about the book. And he clearly said toward the end of that podcast that 
the implants are done by that by the gray aliens. That's what he says. Yeah. And that that the implants don't cause any harm, but they're there to track uh, the to track um, contractable diseases and the health of those patients because they're apparently doing some kind of a study on the health of humans as it might relate to them in, in their reality. But that's what I mean. I, I can't tell you if any of that's true or not. I never heard that before. I, that's what I learned from the, yeah. interviewing this guy from the Theolova Prophecy. And you can go back to the crime scene time machine. Listen, I'm not saying any of this stuff is true, but I'll give these people a chance to talk and, and you can see, is it reasonable or is it not? Is it fan just because something's fantastic doesn't necessarily mean it's not true. Um, and, or you, that you didn't necessarily have to believe it, but I think listening to it and absorbing it. And then if it starts to become a pattern with other stories, well, then you can start from an evidentiary standpoint, connecting the links, you know, as I've worked on several different kinds of homicides and shooting cases, the first 10 years, everything was kind of new, but then the second 10 years I was, I'm starting to see patterns similar kinds of people, similar situated people, similar behaviors of bullets, similar behaviors of bullets as they pass through bodies. So you develop patterns. The longer you study it, the more it's a pattern. So, you know, something like that with the Theolova prophecy, I listened to it. I'm like, okay, put that in the back of my head. And if I hear that story again, okay, well, maybe now that story has a little bit more weight. Well, it was interesting. He contacted me today and there was a couple of aspects that I had that he, he wanted to remind me of the, the, the when I brought it up uh, next time. But you know what? I'm, I actually decided that I'm not going to bring those aspects up because I'm going to wait because his idea was let's see what like, he wants to get this out there because he wants to see if there's other whether, other Air Force recruits that had experienced this where they were sent somewhere to actually have an alien implant yeah. removed. Uh, now, in his case, he didn't have it. I mean, I'm not going to get into the whole story again from yesterday, but. Uh, he didn't, they didn't, the doctor that talked to him didn't ultimately remove it. Uh, but the doctor was clear that this thing was an alien implant and that mm -hmm. he, he deals that this doctor deals with a lot of uh, new recruits in the Air Force. It, uh, but I'm going to hold off on on putting in the whole story, because then this way, if anybody does contact me again, those maybe I could figure out uh, uh, if they tell me this, some of the same things that he's telling me now that I didn't report publicly, right. then that would be, you know, that would be a way to help. Uh, corroborate his story now i don't think this guy was lying he seems sincere to me uh you never know though i mean right i mean at the same time well, i mean but i think that you just got to listen to it and then document it it's a data point you see that's the other thing with scientists you know with certain aspects of scientists you know in the world of criminal law and by the way jim happy fourth of july yeah happy fourth of july happy everybody birthday, america yeah. <laughs> i love you america Fourth of July is like a great day, yeah. isn't it? Happy Fourth of July, everybody! Day. Hey, remember before we get all deep into wrapping this up, you know, you know, uh, love your brothers and sisters. Be safe out there. Uh, you know, do something kind for a stranger. Um, you know, be a good person. You know, in the world of true crime, there's a million reasons why people suck. I, I, I urge everybody out there to do something to prove that people don't suck, and uh, that's my goal for the rest of the day today. Uh, is to try to not suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna just wrap. We'll wrap it up here with. I'm just gonna yeah. pull up. I had. I did a poll uh, on Spotify yesterday with regard to this story. Now, again, I just want to point out. Like, uh, I, I think that 
uh, th- to me, it sounds like it makes sense to me. Like I, I never thought of it before, but it would make sense to me that the Air Force would have such a program because you don't want, yeah. po- you know, say these things can control you, these little implants somehow, and you have somebody in, uh, flying around in a fighter jet. That might not be a good idea right. uh, as far as the Air Force is concerned. So, but I did run a poll and uh, uh, I asked this question, does an Air Force alien implant removal program sound plausible to you? Only 41 people responded so far, but there's still 30 days left and, 25 or 61 percent say yes and 16 or 39 percent say no uh what do you think does that sound does it sound plausible to you i mean considering the world that we live in where there's allegations of uh alien uh crash retrieval there's allegations of um you know all kinds of crazy things i mean i put it within the realm of possibility yeah you can put me in the yes column yeah, I, I put it plausible too. After thinking about it, it does does seem like plausible. I even pointed out yesterday, I was like, even if this guy was just making it up, and I never thought about it before, but you would think that they would have to have something like that. And, I mean, if it, if you once you accept the reality that it's real, yeah. or, that they're here, there's something here, then you would, then you, of course, there's other aspects of this that you, you probably never would think of until you hear something like this. I don't know, yeah. But it sounds it sounds realistic, and poss- plausible to me. Yeah. It does, yeah. All right, Scott. Well, hey, I want to say thanks again for joining me a second time. And again, I want to remind everyone that there will be links for Scott's uh, recent uh, podcast that he just made today uh, on his crime scene time machine on Spotify and also the evidence room on YouTube. There will be links for either one. One more thing. I just want to say I love you, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Scott. uh, uh, Thanks a lot for joining me. Uh, I'm sure you'll be on again at some point. All right. Sounds good, Jimmy. Happy Fourth of July. Same to you.